Good morning. This is Randy Brunson on Business Radio X with the next episode of Stewarding Family Wealth brought to you by Centurion Advisory Group. This morning, we will be talking about the next principle of handling cash flow, which is making and implementing long-term plans. Sandy and I have found in so many cases that when someone comes into our office and is asking for help with their money and making decisions about preparing for the future, it is common that they cannot articulate with a great deal of clarity what they would like the next 10 or 20 or 30 years to look like. The general concept is financial independence, and what we found is so interesting. If someone has served in a middle management role, often their drive to get away from a corporate is simply to get away from the drama. They've seen layoffs, they've seen reductions in force, they've seen all kinds of management changes, and most of which make no sense to them, and they just want out. For those who've gone quite a ways up the food chain or, and are in the executive suite, they typically want to get away get away from the pressures of uh, the P&L. They have P&L responsibilities and just the incessant demands of meeting budget targets. They just want out. And we had this experience, what was it, about a year ago? We had a couple come in and mm-hmm. let's call them Jim and Jenny or something, okay? Mm-hmm. And they owned a business out of about 140 employees, 50 years old. The business was doing fine. They were doing well from a business perspective. His comment was, though, that he started the business and they owned the business and ran it together, but he was at a point that the business owned him. He had to be on call or felt like he had to be on call seven days a week, and he simply wanted out. And there are ways to accomplish that, but like, so, like everything that I've found in life, in order to own a business and have some time freedom, you've got to be very, very intentional. But in his case, he simply wanted out. So it, typically when people come to us, what they are looking for is some combination of time freedom and money freedom or, or an environment that cash flow will give them time freedom. Those are what they're looking for. So how do you, how do you get there? What, what do you do to propel well for the future? And that's so you make plans, but you also must implement plans. I'm just finishing reading a book by Lou Gerstner. He was the CEO of IBM in the 90s. They hired him in early 93. He was there about 10 years. And he turned around IBM. And as he's wrapping up the book, he talks about how they made decisions, the decisions that they made. And he said, there are three things that are critical for any corporate or really any business success. He said, those in a leadership position must do three things. He said, number one is focus. You cannot be all things to all people. So the first thing to do is focus. The second, he said, you must be relentless in execution. Just get the job done. Making plans is good. Putting the plans into action is absolutely critical. And then the third component he talked about was personal leadership. Simply your your willingness and ability to to lead well, to interact with people well, to focus on relationships, to articulate what needs to be done in a way that, that gets people excited about it. I'm I'm thinking of stories because it's it's the implementation that matters so greatly. So the making the plans is is a fun exercise. We can dream and all right, I'd like to have a I don't know, want to travel the world, want to have a beach house, want to own a ranch, want to whatever okay so lots of fun things to talk about 
I'd like to give a, give a business a charity. I actually had a conversation with a guy some years ago, and the reason he built businesses was specifically to give them to charity. All right. As I was thinking about our podcast today and giving some thought to what are the keys to making and implementing long-term plans, I wrote down four things. Okay, and here's what it, here's what it takes to do well. It doesn't matter what you're preparing for. If you're preparing financially, if you want to maintain good health, if you want to maintain good relationships, whatever discipline in life, it requires several things. Number one is to write it down. And you can write it down in words, and you can write it down in pictures. So write it down, keep it short, automate it, and give it time. So those are the four things you want to do. And this, these four apply especially to long-term financial success, but those four can be used for really anything you want to accomplish. Write it down, keep it short, automate it, and give it time. George Foreman, who in uh, years past was just a phenomenal boxer, one of his quotes was that champions are not made in the ring, champions are displayed in the ring. He said the champions are made at four o'clock in the morning in the cold, in the damp, in the dark, when you're up early, you're running the miles, you're lifting the weights, you're in the training room, working out, doing what you need to do to prepare every day, over and over and over. And, and that is a form of automation that's a form of habit or a form of discipline. All right. So think about financial goals, uh, since that's the subject of our podcast is mm-hmm. talk about life and money and business. The thing about financial goals, Sandy, talk to me for a minute. For the last 15 months, our team has spent a number of days together talking about long-term goals. So did we identify clear 10-year targets in the first hour of conversation? Oh, no. So it's, t- it's taken us time. What's been your experience in that as we have identified and have some extremely clear 10-year goals? What's been that process? What's been your experience with that process? Yeah, I think we had to kind of like talk about stuff to see kind of where we had to start. Like, what was our goal? Where do we want to be in 10 years? Mm-hmm. And I think it, some of that's just a dream. I mean, you have to set some target. And so, and then we worked towards that target. So we started breaking it down. We thought, okay, realistically, what would be kind of a, kind of a hairy, audacious goal? And we felt like we came up with that together and agreed on it. It took some time. I mean, there was some, you know, kind of gnashing of teeth, if you will. Um, But we got there and then, then we broke it down to more manageable pieces. So then it was three-year goal and then okay so to get to the three-year goal what do we need to do every year and then every year what do we need to do like every every month or every quarter and so we made it manageable and made it in bite-sized pieces so you feel like you can actually have some success in the process which is also what we do with our clients we they come to us looking for they have dreams and I don't think you said they don't they're not always able to articulate it. And most of it I hear as wanting to be able to step away from full-time work, meaning having to work. They don't want to have to work. They want to work because they enjoy working and they can work when they want to. So that being the goal, what does it need? What do they need to take? What is it going to take to get there depending on how long they have? And those are the things we help them work 
we work through that with them like we do with our own. So we're experiencing what we have our clients go through. That's true. That's true. And, and setting those long-term goals, though, for us, and you're right, we've spent a great deal of time with it. Mm-hmm. But we revisit that. We revisit that every oh. 90 days. We go back mm-hmm. through this conversation. Okay, yep. here's what we've set as long-term goals. Are these still meaningful? So on and so forth. Right. So there's a continual focus and refinement, yes. and, and they are in writing. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yes. They're, they're yes. in writing. S- speaking of having things in writing, talk about that for a minute. I'll, I'll reference a couple. I'll, um, I'll call them, I don't know, Bob and Leanne. Okay, <laughs> let, let me refer to them as Bob and Leanne. Okay. They're about 40 years old. Teresa and I have known them for about 20 years. And he, Bob, is a just incredible dreamer. He's just uh, very entrepreneurial, a great dreamer. And I just love this young fellow. Okay, he's like a son. And met them when they were at UGA some years ago. All right. And they got married 15, 17 years ago. And their dream for a long, long time is to have a home on the coast, on, on the Atlantic Ocean or on deep water. Okay, so if you're familiar with the Georgia coast or the southern Atlantic, you're familiar with the concept of uh, deep water lots. Okay, so they wanted a home on deep water. And what they did is f- for years, they have kept a picture of a home on deep water, a, a, a beach house if is, is a good description for it, but a home on the coast with a pier and deep water and a boat and a uh, a little sitting area out there at the end of the pier. They've kept that picture on their refrigerator for years. Two weeks ago, they closed on that home. And they have now moved in. They have had that picture not only in their mind, but they have had, have a visual. They've had a visual of that picture on their refrigerator. And so my encouragement, if there are, if, if there are things that you want, find a picture of it and keep that in front of you not just a mental picture but an actual physical picture draw it pull it out of a magazine something but find that picture and put it out there all right and what i've done personally for years okay every year i take a three by five you know i do not have an engineering degree but i you know sort of think in those terms and i don't go anywhere without a three by five card and a pen something right on something right with it's, it's valuable. So every year I get a three, three to five card and I write down, okay, here, here are the three to five business goals. Here are the three to five personal goals. And I write that down, okay? And every morning I have a morning routine. But part of my morning routine is to not only look at those goals, but to read those goals out loud. The, the five personal goals and the five business goals, I write them down. I read them out loud uh, to myself every single morning to keep them fresh in my mind to give me something to focus on for the day okay this day we will sow seeds we will look to create an environment that allows those goals to go from something in writing to reality and it's so interesting i have a place in my rolling bag where i keep years worth of those index cards and i can pull those cards out okay and what i have found is that in any given year some of those goals got accomplished and checked off and some of them got carried forward but over the last 15 years that I've been engaging that behavior I have checked all of the boxes from 2004 2005 2006 2007 in 2010 I had three or four basic goals okay I'd made a series of decisions that uh, turned 
my life completely upside down financially and had a lot of debt, had seven figures in debt. So I had three goals, pay off all the debt, buy a new home for our family, and give my wife Teresa the opportunity to step away from full-time work, okay? All the debt went away in 2019. We bought a new home in 2020, and last summer she stepped away from full-time work. Those three goals had been on that list for 15 years. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It matters that you're going in the direction and you mm-hmm. focus on it. So, so, but they were always in writing. Mm-hmm. The second thing I found is to keep the list very short. So you were talking a minute ago about long-term goals, three-year goals, you know, 10-year goals, three-year goals, one-year goals, and then what we look at every 30 to 90 days. Mm-hmm. So in terms of just the number of entries on those lists, what do we have? One or two things? Do we have 20 or 25 things? How many things do we have on that list? We usually have no more than five. We usually have no more than five. It's usually three to five, and we try to narrow it down to three, like you were saying, to make it manageable and attainable, and those are our measurables. That lets us know where we are, and we've been very blessed, and we are ahead of target, which is exciting. Um, That's not always the case, but it's been a really good year. So, yeah, and it's great because then when we're ahead, we can go ahead and maybe even adjust some of our other goals for the next quarter so that – we can be that much closer to the three and 10 year goal, which it's exciting. And it, that's part of the nice thing about having it written down so you can keep yourself accountable. And that's the other part of it too. I think sometimes bringing people along, cause I know Randy, that you and Teresa do something every year. And I believe there's an accountability in that relationship that you guys do together that keeps you on those goals and, and on the same page. Yeah. There's a, there's a, we started this, I guess, about six years ago. I honestly have to go back and look now, but I think it was about 2015 we started this, all right? Mm-hmm. And I had, I had run across a tool called a, a, a weekend planning guide. And by the way, if, if any of the listeners to the podcast here, if they would like that weekend planning guide, then all they need to do is to reach out to us through our website, that's centurionag.com, C-E-N-T-U-R-I-O-N-A-G.com. You can leave a message to our website, or you can send an email to info, I-N-F-O, at centurionag.com, and simply say, please send me, or send us a copy of the weekend planning guide, and we will get that to you. But there's great value in planning, and it's not that you know it, that you know immediately and upfront exactly where you want to be. Right. And it's not that you will accomplish every goal by or before the deadline, that you, the arbitrary internal deadline that you mm-hmm. set, but the value is in the process of thinking about, okay, what is those, those three philosophy one questions? Why am I here? Where am I going? Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? So it allows you to explore that and, and to identify a purpose, a plan, a path, uh, and mm-hmm. a place your life mm-hmm. okay and so the the planning process itself enables that and allows you to look not only to what you want but look above and beyond your life to see what difference you can make in the world so the planning process enables that so what Teresa and I started doing about five or six years ago was taking Labor Day weekend and we typically leave on a Thursday afternoon and come home on Monday 
and we we rent a cabin in old Georgia. We've been to the beach before. Sometimes we'd go into mm-hmm. the city and get you know, stay someplace in the city. But we take those four or five days. It's just the two of us, and there's a a hard copy tool. I, I still like pad and pen. All right. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a series of questions that we each evaluate. We, we take time separately to ask ourselves questions about the state of our relationship with each other, the state of our, rela- of our relationship with other people. There are questions about what we want our future to look like. There are questions about where we are financially and if we're pleased with that progress and several other areas of our, of our lives. You know, because sometimes people will evaluate their life. Okay, what's the state of my relationships? What's the state of my larger, my the larger community? How I engage with people and work, and, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And where are we with our children? And in our in our, our case, our grandchildren. And so we complete these questionnaires separately, but then we come together and compare notes. And from this exercise, what be, because it encourages, it encourages openness. Mm-hmm. and vulnerability and because we have set aside the entire weekend it gives us unscheduled time to talk about our lives individually and our lives together and from this we typically come away with we come away refreshed and renewed but we come away with okay in the next 12 months here are our here are our goals here here are one or two changes that we would like to make as it relates to our relationship here are one or two changes that we would like to make with our dollars. Here are some changes we'd like to make in some other areas of our lives. But that, that entire list is no more than four or five items. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just keep it, keep it short so there's, a, there's, a, there's value in that. So if any listeners want that, they're welcome to, they're welcome to uh, request that from us. Be glad to send it to them. We, we have it in the file. We'll send it as, a, as an email attachment. So be glad to do that. So keep it short. Is that what you said? Keep the list short? Yep. Yep. And one of the things, too, is I think people need to be realistic about, um, like for us, when we did our business goals and they change, like there were a few since last year that we realized "Mm, that's not really a good representation of what we want that goal to look like. And we've made adjustments to it. And I think people need to remember that, like like you said, some of those things you realize, oh, we're off track or maybe that's not a, a good goal for us. Really, that's that may have been the road you were going down, but the goal may change. And I think people have to understand that and don't let that trip them up. That's where I think that focus that you talk about mm-hmm. and then keeping it short, being realistic. Yeah. 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 You're exactly right because, because plans do change. Life is fluid. Mm-hmm. Business is fluid. That's, it is certainly not static. And so you do. You want, because the initial goal setting exercise, there, there's some things there that we found mm-hmm. that were what? Vague? Yes. Yes, we, they, we couldn't measure them. Yep. Measurement. Talk about that for a minute. This, we call them SMART goals, and I'm sure many people have heard of this. I always get tripped up on the acronym, but it is, what does the S stand for, Randy, again? Specific. Specific, thank you. And then M is measurable, and then A is... Achievable. Achievable. I wanted to say accountable. R is realistic, mm-hmm. and T is time-bound. Yes. So I remember those, but a couple of them tripped me up. But it's it's helpful because we have found that a few of ours were so vague that the interpretation for the three of us was different. And that sometimes happens. We may be going down two different roads, like in a, in a relationship, we may have different perspectives. So it needs to be something that, like you said, short, so it's easily understood and it's measurable. 
like the SMART acronym is definitely appropriate in all of those situations. So it's more of a so, so planning is a process because you yep. start here, you do this. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, let's let's adjust this. Like that, that's not as clear as we want to. Let's do this, or yep. that's too ambitious for us at this point in our lives. Or mm-hmm. you know what, we thought we could accomplish all of this by Friday. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, let's let's give ourselves some space here. By the way, who do you recall I mean, the only person? Help Bailey out here. Uh-huh. Who was the only person that had everything done by Friday? You remember that? I know, but I can never remember his name. Robinson Crusoe. Robinson Crusoe. Yeah. If you haven't read Robinson Crusoe in a in a while, look it up. He's the only person that had everything done by Friday because yeah. it, that was his man Friday. Yes. So, <laughs> I know. Mike's over there shaking his head. Oh no. Oh, I, speaking of writing it down, I've got you know I, I talked about the couple that just bought the beach house and we're going to see them this week. That's yes. very exciting. Yes. But I'm so excited for them because I just remember for years they've had picture of a mm-hmm. beach house. Mm-hmm. on their refrigerator was with uh, visiting with a fellow named kevin the other day no actually this goes back about two years and uh, kevin's a client has achieved what many people hope to achieve mm-hmm. he sold a business about 10 years ago and served his family quite well it's given him what so many people aspire mm-hmm. to and that is time and life freedom and he's 48 so he was 38 when he sold the business actually 30, 36 when he sold the business but Gave him time freedom and cash flow to take care of his family. And he keeps an office at the home, uh, at his home, and is still engaged in business and mm-hmm. these kinds of things. And he's still focused. So a couple of years ago, sitting in his home office, visiting about what was going on, and I happened to see above his desk a small whiteboard, one of those small things you buy at the office supply store. Mm-hmm. Okay. And whiteboard and, you know, had the dry erase markers there. And on the whiteboard, he had written three things. Okay. And at the top of the whiteboard, he'd written down 2019 goals. This was two years ago, so it was 2019. And it was, I think, in the late summer of 2019. Mm-hmm. Sitting there in his home mm-hmm. office, we were sitting there visiting. And on the whiteboard, it said 2019 goals. He had written three things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this is a fella who has a, a very diverse financial statement. He's got a house full of a large family and a lot of moving parts to his life. Mm-hmm. The reason that he's been able to accomplish what he's accomplished is focus. He only had three things on his 2019 goals list that he needed to accomplish from a business perspective. That's it. Mm-hmm. He'd written it down. He kept it short. So we, I think we've covered – have we covered – what we needed to cover about writing it down and keeping it short i think so yep okay <laughs> i I'll, i always have stories but let's let's wrap up this uh let's wrap up this episode keep in mind that this episode of stewarding family wealth has been brought to you by centurion advisor group a local independent wealth management firm that serves successful individuals and business owners helping them make outstanding decisions around life money and business prepare well for the future align their their investments with their values and helps them prepare the coming generations that's it from us tune in next time for the next episode of stewarding family wealth 